0: This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by. Set your time circuits to Saturday, February 21st, as Main Street Bartow presents The Return of Sci Fi Saturdays. 11 a.m. until 8 30 p.m. in downtown Bartow. Meet Paul Bradford of Ghost Hunters International. Space Ghost, Star Wars Club 501st. Host of Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. USS Haven Star Trek Fan Club. Daytona Beach Ghostbusters. a life size H.G. Wells Time Machine. Doctor Who's artist, a Cylon Raider, and many more props. There will be vendors, costume contests, game shows, kids activities, Doctor Who look-alike contest, featured movie on the lawn, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Broadcasting live all day will be 102.9 FM. Our sponsors are Stingray Chevrolet, Pyramid Fasteners, Tyndall Oliver, Barto Chamber, and SLS Entertainment. Don't forget, that's February 21st, 11 a.m. to 8:30 in downtown Bartow. Oh, don't forget your Sonic Screwdriver. This is Todd the Bod from PBS's Kaylin Nerds, and you're listening to the Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce.
1: Hello Internets, my name is Johnny Womack and of course I have Deuce, what's going on man? Hey Deuce, uh, man we've been, we're so excited tonight, we've got Todd the Bod from TBS's King of the Nerds and uh, if you're in Japan you may know him as Toddzilla, so he's uh, hes awesome, he's uh, nice <laughs> enough to join us out of his busy schedule, so uh, Todd the Bod, welcome to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you, it's
2: definitely good to be here, how you guys doing?
3: Man, we're doing awesome. I gotta say, King of the Nerds is probably one of my favorite shows. So, a to have you on is just stellar, and two, I'm I'm just so glad it's back, man. It's almost like waiting for NFL in the off season. It's like you you just wait until it comes back. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah, it is. A, it's a great show. There's nothing else like it on television, and I'm really glad to be part of it this season.
3: Yeah, and speaking of this season, uh, how how what got you? to be on the show. Like, tell me how that all worked.
2: Well, uh, you know, I didn't watch much of season one, I confess. Uh, season two, I watched every week, religiously. And uh, every time there was a question, I, I felt like I answered it faster, which obviously the, the magic of television. Uh, but I, I felt like I was uh, as intelligent as these people, and if they could compete for $100,000, why the hell could I? So I, uh, I decided to... Fill out an application just to test the waters. Because um, I've always known there's no one else like me. Uh, there was only one Todd Bond. So there was no doubt in my mind when I started this application process I was going to get on the show because I'm a pompous jackass. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I uh, filled out the, the, the application. And I, I did a video for it. I had to redo the video because I did it in vertical camera angles, which is very bad. Uh, they loved it flew me out I had an interview and it was a good time and definitely made him laugh we had some fun and talked about Aquaman a lot and uh you know there I am
3: on the show well and see that's what I liked about you because number one and out of all the the cast you seem to be the one like I gravitate to towards the most because I just Mm. I see me and you being a lot alike and like you're just a cut up and you're fun to be around and you're just super laid back and that to me I thought was the coolest because sometimes they have people on there like NASA scientists and these these really, really smart people and that's just I'm not like that level of smart, but like the cut up, the class clown kind of guy is like more my style. So that that really like you just knocked it out of the park with me on that. I was like, that's the dude I want to have a beer with.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I uh I'm always the life of the party. I always like to have fun. Uh, you know it's cool being a nerd, and I've always seen it that way. So I'm always into comic books, and I'll talk to anybody about it. I don't care who you are. We can talk about Aquaman, Green Lantern, and Flash, till so the cows come home. Uh, yeah, I don't care if you're a NASA engineer. I don't care any of that stuff. I'm going to have a good time no matter what.
3: Well, that's awesome. Well, speaking of that, we'll just go ahead and jump into the comics because I know that that's your specialty, at least on the show. How do you think this new Batman versus Superman movie is going to pan out?
2: but I'm going to because I do like Zack Snyder a lot and uh, I'm able to personally separate the comic book universe from the cinematic universe which some people get really upset about and I just kind of go with the flow I am not to be entertained no matter what uh, the fact that Aquaman's probably going to be in it pretty badass and it's leading to all these other hero movies like Cyborg and Shazam and even the Suicide Squad I can't wait for that but it's one of the best movies um, I'm excited. I was really upset about Ben Affleck at first. Ben Affleck is not something I would uh, consider, but I don't think I've been happy that they picked anybody. So it's just somebody else.
3: Yeah, so it's just somebody different. And plus, I think it wasn't what any of us expected. Plus, I know a lot of people had that bad Daredevil taste in their mouth. So I think that that's why they were so quick <laughs> to jump to the conclusion of he's going to be terrible. But you brought up a good point with the Suicide Squad movie. And I'm not going to lie, I'm more excited about that than I am uh, Batman Superman
2: oh absolutely Suicide Squad is going to be amazing and Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn I'm really excited for that because she was so great at Wolf of Wall Street and I think she's going to nail that accent I'm a little concerned about the Joker being in it cause I'm not really sure why he's part of the Suicide Squad since he never was before but uh, hopefully he just kind of develops the character of Harley Quinn a little bit more
3: so right now, what's your, your favorite comic book that you're reading?
2: Uh, right now, I think my favorite comic book is probably Earth 2. I'm not sure if you've read Earth 2 yet, Uh amazing. It's kind of like an elseworld sort of story since it's obviously a parallel universe but it's just so different to see like Lois Lane as Red Tornado you have a black Superman and uh, you have the original Superman, Batman and one of are dead right off the bat. And that's amazing to me because they're the big three and so you have other characters like the Flash and Green Lantern are able to shine and then you have other characters too, like sort of Apple man you have Apple Woman, um, you have Adam Smasher show up. There's a lot of really great characters, especially Doctor Fate's amazing. Uh, and the costume designs and the redesigns are just phenomenal. Like the new Hawkgirl look, so badass.
1: Yeah, I, I got a chance to um, to read it, uh, the, the, especially the first six issues. Like, it blew me away because it it's like taking everything that you know about these heroes and just like turning it on its head, you know? Like, and it's, uh, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um,
2: oh, y- phenomenal! It's so. Good. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it too. Because I mean, I'll admit I'm two weeks behind right now because things has been so crazy. But uh, when they're doing the futures end stuff with the different Earth Two characters involved, then you have uh, Earth Two Worlds end going on where the the universe is going to end because Darkseid's coming, and you really don't know what's going to happen with these these furies of apocalypse and how Huntress is going to get involved now because now she's a fury of apocalypse. It's it's really interesting to see where they're going with it. I am really upset that Nicholas Scott isn't involved anymore because she's one of the most undersung artists in the comic book industry, and her work on Secret Six back in the day, which <laughs> back in that back on the show too, uh, was phenomenal. She made Catman one of my favorite characters.
1: Are, do you consider yourself more of a DC over a Marvel fan?
2: Abs, one hundred percent. So the best way I explain to people, I am fluent in DC. I am conversational in Marvel.
3: That is a hell of a way to put it, brother. Yeah. I really, really like that. I might actually steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to, yeah. Uh,
2: that's definitely the best way to put it. I don't... Like, I read everything DC pretty much every week that I can. Uh, Marvel, not really reading anything from them right now. Uh, I'm interested to see what they're doing since they're rebooting their whole universe.
1: But it's something I'm, like, extremely excited to, to read. Well, that was my next question, actually. I took the words right out of my mouth. Um... DC did the New 52, right? So they they revamped everything, and other than like everything was because of Flashpoint essentially, I mean if you break it down to the bare bones Flashpoint is essentially what kind of started off this whole chain of events uh, and what, what was your thoughts on the New 52? It's been a couple of years now that they, they've been out Like, uh, do you like it? I know a lot of series have dropped off since then, but uh, is there, uh, you know, did you like it overall as a whole, or, or you what's your thoughts on that?
2: I am going to make a- that I think of the new 52 as one of the best things that happened to comic book industry in the last 30 years absolutely new 52 has been wonderful, amazing, I love everything about it I got more into comic books when the New 52 happened because I felt like I could jump in right from the ground floor with everything. And I know there's other people that felt that way too. And some of these really diehard comic book fans got really upset, especially when action comics got remembered to number one or it was the longest-running comic book in history. And they got upset with these different characters, different origins, different costumes. But it's, it's a breath of fresh air in the comic book industry. And obviously everyone else is taking suit uh, was it Top Cow? I think it two years ago, they yeah. They rebooted their universe, yeah. and now Marvel's doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I I loved is like I, there's a few shining lights that come out of the New Fifty Two for me. Uh, obviously, um, uh, Scott Snyder. I mean, that dude is is mm-hmm. uh, that dude wrote Batman, and, and he I mean, he's running Batman. And he was writing Superman Unchained. I think he finished that. Didn't he finish that run already? Superman Unchained. I think. Yes. Uh, that dude knows how to write characters and uh if and if you folks that are listening don't know who he is, uh he uh he also wrote uh he did a Batman series bef- right before, didn't he? Uh before the New Fifty Two jump. I think I forget the name of it now. Oh yeah. Black I Something. Yeah. Uh it's like Black Mirror or Black Something, I think that's the name of the series that he did before New Fifty Two. Uh excellent. Check it out. He also did the the vampire, American vampire. Excellent. Um, if you if you folks haven't checked really, out really, really
2: good. Yeah. Uh, you know who <laughs> Well, first of all, the, the, the greatest one from the New 52, the, the shining star, is Aquaman, because Jeff Johns made Aquaman such a pivotal character and such a bona fide badass. And he was the top-selling comic. He sold more comic books in the first, I think, six weeks than anything Marvel did combined. Right. Because uh, his storytelling was just so phenomenal.
1: Oh, no, I agree. Uh, but I also loved what he did with the Justice League, because, like, for me, it's like you first getting Jim Lee back which is awesome cuz you know he's iconic but like it was really awesome for me to see like how they're going to start it off because my problem with I'm going to be straight up honest with you my problem with superhero groups is you've got to check those egos at the door like and it's really hard to do because you have all of these people and you got to give them enough time on you know, for each character to develop, and I love how they just kind of opened it up. Uh, the first volume, I think it was called Origins or something like that. The very first one, like they just started it off with a bang, and you you see you see Flash and Green Lantern making jokes, making fun of each other, and like you know, all of a sudden, like who's this guy, Superman? And like it was really cool how they kind of like everyone and Batman's kind of doing his cowl thing and whatnot. And I just loved how he wrote them. He very humanistic, you know. Like we, I think if anyone could find something to relate to uh, to that story, and. I think the problem is, you know, you, you look at, you know, Avengers was phenomenal, right? It's success, right? The third grossing movie of all time. But you got to wonder what they're, you know, what they're going to do with Justice League because you don't have all these films that are preceding it. Because I think that's what helped Avengers so much uh, was all these preceding films. So when it comes to Justice League, it's either going to be hit or miss, I think. Because think about it, you've... Not a lot of people know who uh, they don't know um, Wonder Woman's backstory, right? The average person doesn't know who right. Wonder Woman is, and Cyborg. So you've got to do a lot of like explaining to the average viewers. You know, we all know this because we're comic book nerds, but like the average audience, you've got to be able to cater to them a little bit, right? You know,
2: I have a perfect argument for you because um, everyone talks to me about that, and I completely understand. I don't think they have to have the backstory movies first. And, and the perfect example of this: is last year's number one movie from James Dunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, it was a, It's not quite the same, but you don't have a you don't really have a backstory for any of those characters. And anything. it's Chris Pratt's character, Star Lord. You get about three minutes at the very beginning, and they just kind of show everything coming together. So you don't have to have this. Two-hour action flick to introduce Cyborg to the world to show that he's a cool character who can be a pivotal member of the Justice League, or Aquaman coming out of the seas controlling ocean life and uh, an army behind him, or Wonder Woman, the, the Amazonian goddess. You only really have to spend one to two minutes, even as a flashback, or even just saying something. I really don't think like you have to have these long stories before you get to this, uh, you know,
3: this mashup.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. We we like to talk to our guests about that movie because that the happy hour of Johnny and Deuce, like we we were blown away by that film because, like, we're comic book nerds and stuff. But we have to admit straight up, we have to preface our comments. We didn't read a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy before going into the film. I mean, we knew of it, we were aware of it, but we just didn't get around to reading it. So we kind of go. We got to go into it with like open eyes, you know. Like, um, and uh, for me, like. I think it was the dark horse, the wild horse, or whatever. Like the, the average audience, I think it really it grew because of organic. Like it was a word of mouth. People were like, "Dude, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? It was a fantastic," and then it really blew up. And I also think Marvel let James Gunn do his thing because to me it felt like a James Gunn film, but it happened to have you know. Like, it was like a space opera, right? It wasn't like a superhero film to me. Like, it felt so different. Like, Indiana Jones in space is the way I always like to explain it. Like, it just felt so different to me. You know, like, it didn't have that, like, oh, this is the campy Spider-Man. No offense to Spider-Man fans, but, like, it's super campy when you watch Spider-Man movies and there's not really anything going on. But with Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got such a nice, you know, amalgamation of of characters that, like, they all have different paths are going on. And I think that's what really spoke to people. And also, the soundtrack was (laughs) kick-ass.
2: Oh, it was so good. <laughs> You're really, you really—you just got, you got so happy in the movie theater. You were just jumping to the beat. Everything was happening. There were these great space battles. Uh, Yondu with that little uh, arrow thing. He was going to play with the mohawk. <laughs> so awesome. I got giddy when he did that.
3: <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's that was... what. That's what I'm saying, though. Because you have this movie, and you don't introduce like, any of these characters'
2: backstories. And it did amazing. So why do you have to do that with the Justice League?
3: Yeah, I think you've got a good point on that one, and I think that that might be the best way to do it if they start it kind of, as they say, in media res, where it's just the action's already going and they're already in the thick of it, and you just kind of tag along for the ride. I think it would be a lot better, because, I mean, come on, everybody knows Batman's backstory by now. We had the origin film for Superman. I mean... I'll tell you what, there's aliens out there in space that are probably seeing our television and think we must hate the Waynes because we've seen the Waynes die, I think, more <laughs> times than any other couple on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, how many times
2: can you kill the Wayne family? Yeah. I mean, really.
1: I don't know, uh, they've done a lot. <laughs> so that segues me that 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 actually segues me into uh what DC's doing with television now because you know Marvel is so like for the most part, Marvel is is destroying the box offices, you know, but DC isn't really having that same push. So DC is trying to kind of, you know, uh, open up, do baby steps, you know, into the television world. Are you watching Gotham? Have you seen Gotham?
2: I I do watch Gotham. I love Gotham. Uh, again, I'm going to clarify. I'm two weeks behind on everything mm-hmm. uh, except for Arrow. Arrow, I'm three weeks behind. Um, but Gotham's been fantastic. Uh, it's such a good story, and I love that these characters come into it, you see some of these origins, obviously they're not 100% canon, and but again, someone like myself, I know how to separate the comic universe from the cinematic universe from the television universe, because you're going to have these characters, like uh, like the Flash TV show is one of my favorites. Uh, it's it's because it's so upbeat, and I'm more of an optimist, versus like Arrow, which I really do like Arrow, but it's a pretty dark show, uh, and the Flash, there's brighter colors, they're Better characters, I think. I mean, come on. Captain Boomerang showed up. Category yeah. one of the best villains out there. And everyone hates him. That's why I love him so much. Um, it's such a great way that they're doing it. Because I, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. And it's a great show. But I don't think it has the same uh, oomph as The Flash. Constantine's been great. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really sad that it's not going to be prior to for a second season. Because it's been a really great show. Um but and now Supergirl's coming along, uh, which is going to be a really, really good
3: show. Well, I'm excited about Supergirl. The other thing they're saying is that they may go ahead and connect Arrow and Flash and Supergirl, so all three of them will be sharing the same universe, and if that happens, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be Awesome. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it because I'm pretty sure Supergirl's going to be on Fox, where The Flash, and Arrow, are on CW. No, no, no. But, uh, I mean, we have Spider-Man going over to the Avengers, possibly,
2: and he's owned by Sony. So, I mean, never say never.
3: Well, the thing is, with Supergirl, it's going to be on CBS, which owns the CW. So, they're basically CBS is like the parent company for CW. So, it'll be easy to have them all cross over. So, there won't be any kind of like, like legal. You know what I'm saying, like red tape for him to jump yeah. over. So I think that that'll be awesome. Plus, well, that would they probably be fantastic. Yeah. I would love
2: to have Jimmy Olsen show up in uh, Central City and yeah. uh, get some pictures taken.
3: <laughs> well, oh yeah.
1: Well, it's funny you you mentioned two shows that I was blown away by uh, this year. Um, was the Flash was one of them because I don't I actually haven't seen Arrow and I should watch Arrow because I haven't on Netflix. So so I'm definitely gonna check Arrow out. But because for me it's like I I love. I love The Flash. Like, I've always loved reading The Flash growing up. And his villains, I love his villains, too. You know, I argue that The Flash has some of the best villains in comic books. Like, they're, I mean, a lot of them are just regular guys, you know, and, uh, like, Captain Cold and whatnot. But I love how they've, like, the special effects. Like, I don't know if you ever watched Smallville back in the day. Did you ever watch Smallville? I
2: didn't. I really should have, but I did not watch Smallville.
1: Smallville had its ups and downs. um, And one of the things that Smallville was known for was kind of, like, Transitioning that the, the new way for special effects, and I when I watch Flash and watch how how he moves and everything, I'm like, God, that looks fantastic! Like they've really come a long way, and you really get to see that for a television show. But you're right; I, I feel like with Flash, it's so a beat, and the writing is real. Like 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 Jeff Johns obviously is like a a producer on the show because he has a lot. You could tell he has his uh, fingerprints, you know, on the Flash. And for me, it's Absolutely. like. Yeah, so when I watched The Flash, and my wife doesn't, she reads comics, but she's not like an avid comic fan. She watches the movies, but she she wasn't going to watch The Flash. And all of a sudden, I was watching season, episode two, and she's like, what's this? I said The Flash, and she was hooked. Like, she started crying. Like, I was like, whoa. So my wife, who doesn't really watch comic book shows, like, she loves the movies, but she was hooked right away. And I think that's why I know there's something there. Like, a, I just, I don't know if being on the CW, because you have the big arrow, the giant arrow there, I don't know if, you know, if they're butting heads. Eventually they will or not. But arrow is so huge right now, you know, I, I wonder, it might be to Flash's detriment
2: I agree with you, you know, uh, but I think that they complement each other really well, because you have the, the dark of Arrow, and you have the bright of Flash, and they, they're they really like the yin and yang. Um, and again, I feel like the Flash is, the, his rogues gallery is, there's so much more to explore. First of all, we have Mark Hamill coming in, uh, to playing his old character, uh, Trickster. Trickster, yeah. who's a great character. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, the Flash ever, is going to be in the Justice League uh, animated TV show where uh, the rogues are bombing the the city, and they're trying to figure out who did it, so the Flash goes and interrogates everybody. He runs into Trickster in a bar, and he goes, oh, come on, did you really do this? He's like, oh, you caught me again, Flash. And he's like, all right, go back on your medication. Um, it's just this great character interaction where the Flash doesn't have to fight everybody. He can choose his words as well.
1: Right, no, I agree. I mean... Uh, and then you mentioned Constantine, and I think that's the one that's going to be the hardest for people to um, to keep the show afloat because uh, there's a there's a nice little niche fan base there that really loves Constantine and the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Like we we watch it all yeah. the time, and we we'll retweet it like, "Hey, watching Constantine," and we'll get like all these Constantine like fans, but there are Constantine Twitter fans or whatever, and they're like on there like, "Yeah, we love yeah. today's episode." So like, we know there's a fan base for that show, and I. I I feel like it's... My wife and I, we both watch it, too. And uh, we kind of feel like... Did you ever watch Buffy growing up or at all? No, and that's
2: what everyone in season three talks about is Buffy and how I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: it's funny because like I feel like uh, Flash... Or not Flash, but Constantine is taking all the good things that Joss Whedon did with Buffy and just expanding it like times ten. And so for me, I was like, wow. I mean, it, it feels like it's it's not only original, but it also feel like it's it's paying homage to... Shows that came before it, obviously, it's you know based on uh, a series of works, but but the way they're kind of like having their own little play with it, and I love the character development between you know um, uh, Constantine and, and everyone else. I mean, I, I just I love the characters in the story, and I feel like they're almost self contained, so you don't have to really. There's like a higher arc throughout all the episodes, but like they're they're doing a good job of doing self contained episodes where you can kind of get your story and get out. You know, that's what I like about it.
2: Absolutely.
3: Uh, Well, I had a couple kind of to bring it back full circle to King of the Nerds, which let me tell you right now, Todd, that is my Friday night tradition. It's either, A, I come home Friday night after the gym, and, you know, I play some video games and stop for the hour at 9 o'clock over here on the East Coast to watch, or it's my show I watch right before I roll out and and go out for the night. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to watch.
2: It is. It's such a great show, and there's so many... We're, we're, we're such real people that is what we are, you know, uh, we get, we get flack all the time on the internet and saying that we're actors and stuff like that, which is so far beyond the truth. Yeah. Because uh, we're definitely real people and I also, you know, we're so genuine with each other as well. It's like this family and it, it sucks, you know, sending people home every week but, we have so much fun while we're there. And I think it really portrays on the television set as well that how much fun we're having.
3: And it really does. And I think that's why I love the show so much because when I see it, I see people like myself and my friends, and I don't feel like it's fake. Like I don't think anybody there is there with an agenda like, oh, I want to do really good on this so I get a spinoff, or oh... You know, I've got. I'm trying to do a clothing line, or you know, whatever. Because people go into these reality shows a lot of times with like a backup plan. They're like, we hope the show does well, but I'm trying to push my brand or push whatever. But none of you guys are doing that. You're just being yourselves, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love the show so much because there's all these characters I would never usually meet. Because, again, I'm a comic book guy. I am intelligent, but I'm not PhD-level intelligent. So the fact that I'm able to interact with all these people and we're so in common, uh, it's so great to know that I have all these friends. I'm going to have them for the rest of my life. Uh, it's just a great feeling to have. And especially um, some of the girls on the show, all right? They get so much flack. I know they get more flack than anybody else. Really? They're girls, which is so disappointing. But... You know, I have a little sister. I'm 26. I have a little sister who just turned 15 last week. Yeah, And I'm from Warren, Pennsylvania, which is a small town, less than 9,000 people. I currently live in Pittsburgh. But there's nothing in-worn for, for her, there's nothing in-worn for me, but now I have these different strong female role models that I can introduce her to, and hopefully expand her mind, expand her universe to get her into something bigger and greater.
3: Well, I think that that, that is really awesome, man, and and I really do like that, because like you said, I mean, the females, uh, not that they haven't been on other seasons, but on this season, I think are very strong, they're very smart, they're very independent, um, and I I'm not going to lie. I think this is probably the best cast that they've had so far because you guys are stellar. Oh, I really agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We're definitely so much better than Season 1 and Season
2: 2. Not that I've been bad too much, but uh, uh, I know that we're better. Uh, we are, uh, we're closer together than they were. Also, we're more attractive. Uh, so that's good, too.
3: I was completely at 110%. It was entertaining. Yeah, and I just, I have so much fun watching, and I agree 110%. Like, you guys, when you got in the house, at least, because you got to remember it is TV and then they cut stuff, but from the cut that we get to watch at home, like, it seemed like you guys gelled as soon as you got in the house. Like, you all were, you know, were friendly. You all were just, you had, like, a good group dynamic from day one, which other seasons I don't think had.
2: I you know I think the great thing was too is they took the power of choosing teams out of our hands. Oh, I think that was brilliant. That was really nice.
3: Yeah, because I mean you've got to think about it because I mean we were all kids in in elementary school and being the last kid kick for or pick for kickball, it sucked. And so now that they took that out of the equation, I think it makes it to where it's more of a friendly environment. Absolutely, and they try
2: to put the you know. We tried to put the best strengths and the best weaknesses together, and obviously there are similarities between the teams, and that's what was so nice, too. Again, we didn't have to spend our time politicking to figure out whose team we're going to be on, um, who do we want to be on the team, and be upset if we don't get picked for that team. We just kind of got like, all right, here's your team, go. And we just kind of gelled immediately. Because it's like, all right, great, I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. These are my friends. These are my teammates. We're going to win.
3: Which, speaking of that, I, I want to talk about the episode that happened this past Friday. The speech you gave to Cheer Up Lily, I think that that was like one of the coolest things I've seen on TV in a while. I thought that was really, really cool. Well, thank you.
2: Um, I've gotten mixed reactions for it, mostly positive. Uh, I was not trying to be mean-spirited to her whatsoever. I think it conveyed I was not trying to be mean-spirited. Uh, you know I Lily was my friend. She still is my friend. And I was sad to see her upset like that, but I understand why she was upset. That was our her hero, Yaya yeah. Han, who cosplay contest, we had the better costumes, and we still lost. And she was visibly upset, and I really tried to cheer her up, but I may have used the wrong words that I wanted to. Uh, didn't have the right effect, because she was screaming at me. But, <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of the day... What are you going to do? Like, I, I try to do my best to, to help her, and some people really appreciate They're like, wow. So I really did really try to help her, and she was not very receptive to it. Um, I guess it depends on how you look at it is how you're going
3: to take it. Yeah, I guess so, but I, I guess because I put myself kind of in your shoes because, you know, being being a, a southern gentleman and a country boy myself, I, I can't stand seeing a girl c- cry. That, like, that just busts me up on the inside. So to, to – I would have done the exact same thing if I were in your shoes. I would have done anything possible to cheer her up and make her feel better. So I just I just thought it was cool because it's like, you know, that's kind of what I would do in this situation. And plus, I mean, y- you're just building your teammates up, and I just thought all around it was just really, really cool. Well,
2: thank you. Yeah, that's definitely was my intentions. 100% my intentions was trying to build us up. And most people saw that, again, in the heat of the moment. She wasn't very happy when I said that, but – Again, it was just, it was the heat of
3: the moment. Yeah, your heart was in the right place, and I think it, in life, that's what matters most.
2: Yes,
1: absolutely. So, Todd, uh, I was watching the, uh, I love watching that promo that had a TBS cut for you, uh, you know, talking about who you are and whatnot, and uh, it made me laugh out loud, because you, you're so, what I, I think people gravitate towards you is you're so genuine and you're so funny. Like, I was laughing during that whole promo. Like, you made me laugh, like, legitimately laugh out loud, like, No LOLs here. Like, I was really laughing out loud. And I just love the energy that you you portray on TV. And and it's not easy. And like, everyone, you know, I feel like that's like a gift that you have. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something you can teach, really. And do you feel like when you're behind the camera, like, does it help? Does it, like, help you expand it even more? Or are you pretty much still, you know, uh, normal level Todd? Or do you kind of bring it up a notch when you're on TV? Yeah, that's
2: pretty much normal level Todd. Well, that's the. There kind of is two different Tods, all right. So there's the Todd who likes to sit by a fireplace to read comic books and not talk to anybody because that's enjoyable. But there's also Todd who wants to hang out with people, and uh, again, I will make every situation as uncomfortable and awkward as I can to make everyone else feel better. <laughs> <And> <laughs> definitely a good conversation starter, and there's there's never a dull moment when you're hanging out with me, uh, especially if it's in a bigger group. We all have a blast, and. Being on camera, like I said, that didn't really change anything. It didn't click anything in my mind or anything, because I've always been like that with
3: my friends. Well, I think that's awesome, and it definitely showed, I want to say, in in this past week's episode, which was episode two, because like you guys are all there, and and God bless TBS and King of the Nerds, because they supply you guys with so much alcohol. You guys are drinking, having a good time, just kind of chit-chatting it up, and it's like, this is a group of people I want to hang out with, you know?
2: Oh. We had a lot of
3: alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite line the whole episode is you take a shot of something. And you're like, oh, my God, that's straight gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: So, personally, I don't drink very much. It's not that I don't like to drink. I don't know. I just I just don't drink very much, but I love, like, hard apple cider. Like yeah. That's delicious to me. Uh, and so I'm doing straight shots of alcohol. <laughs> messes me up a little bit. It burns. Uh, I'm not used to it. Like, I can hit, like I'm can, i a big lightweight, even though I weigh close to 400 pounds. I'm a pretty big lightweight. Uh, so you get about three shots. I mean, I'm probably going to take my clothes off.
3: So, <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. You saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened, which I thought was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have so much fun at the house. And, it's, and like I said, I think that's the reason I love the show so much, because it's people like me that are having fun. And it's not some sort of cutthroat reality show. It's not... You guys are just genuinely fun. And I think it's like you said about the girls, and, and you're all good role models. Like, these are all people. Like, if I've got to have somebody represent me as the nerd community, I want it to be you guys.
2: Thank you. Well, I, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, you know, we talk about it, and we try to make ourselves as accessible to the fans as possible. Because I've had people come up to me. I guess I just come up to me on the internet, so they texted me. Um, oh, sorry about that. Like, they were really impressed that I'm a bigger guy, obviously. I'm a plus-size individual, but I have a lot of confidence in myself. In fact, I can go out there in a Lakers cheerleader outfit um, on national television, and they're like, Todd, we didn't think we could even go on the show because we're overweight. Uh, We don't have any of this confidence, and we're so happy that you're there and that you can talk to us and you're in that situation and we can see ourselves being in that situation because you were there first. That does mean a lot to me because I mean I've always been a big guy, but I've never really had a problem with it. But I understand where they're coming from, and I do get that a lot. And the fact that uh, I'm able to go out there and show that you can be a big guy and have fun—it means a lot to me.
3: Well, that's awesome, and I got to tell you what I'm—I'm I'm really looking forward to this week's episode because I—I uh, they've shown it like a couple times in the promo when the first show first started, and then the the promo for this week where you're like. That girl's like Cersei Lannister. She's gonna stab you in the back, and I'm like, oh, it's going down. <laughs>
2: it's gonna be interesting.
1: Oh. Uh, you
3: know,
2: the episode title they have a they have a title for every episode. Like last week was. Uh, and now for something different, which is a Monty Python reference. Right. And this week's going to be called uh, The Gods Are Angry. And uh, I keep saying that don't call it The Gods Are Angry. You're judging by the promo, you can call it The Tods Are Angry. The Tods Are <laughs> Angry, I like that. Well,
3: any time you could throw in a Game of Thrones reference when you're yelling, I think it's always a plus. <laughs> I think
2: so, too. Uh, even though you're in the heat of the moment, you're really upset. As long as you can still pull out these random characters from Game of Thrones that haven't died yet, you're good.
1: So, Todd, uh, I know you're you, obviously you're you know big into comics. Are you into anything else like that's the geek culture, like video games? Are you into wrestling? Are you into uh, any other types of things? Or is sure, comic, yeah, like what else are you so, into? Uh, obviously, comic books are my biggest thing, but uh, I do play video games. I
2: like to consider myself a casual hardcore gamer. Uh, that's probably because I work at GameStop for the last eight years. Like, I despise all first-person shooters other than Borderlands. I do play some Destiny because my friend begs me to. But uh, I play Madden. I'm a huge football fan. Um, so I play Madden all the time. You know, the, the Walking Dead game from Telltale was amazing. Wolf Among Muggles was great. Uh playing little Batman 3 right now. because People say it's a kid game. The game's so much fun. Um, and then I have like, Shadow of Mordor
1: and Dragon Age Inquisition just sitting on the shelf waiting for me to pop in and play it. i tell you one thing. when Once you start Dragon Age Inquisition, everything else is going to go to the wayside for uh, 100 hours. <laughs> Trust me. I, I didn't realize it. Yeah, I got it for Christmas, and then all of a sudden I was like, "All right, I want to try try out Dragon Age." And all of a sudden, everything else I played was put put back on the shelf for a hundred hours. <laughs> well,
2: that's why I haven't started it yet. I'm going to try to play Shadow of Mordor first, and uh, also like uh, I play Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I bought a Wii U just for that game. So that's probably my favorite game series of all time.
1: Oh, we love it here. Actually, we're, we we do tournaments. Actually, uh, we're we're jumping into the live Twitch stream stuff. And uh, the, uh, the Happy Hour of Johnny and Deuce is going to be hosting uh, some Smash tournaments, so uh, we'll definitely have to let you know when we have, uh, so you can check us out online and whatnot, because uh, we love Smash Brothers.
2: Absolutely. I would love to check that out. I love watching, that's one of a few games I can actually watch on Twitch and watch competitively, because they're so much fun to watch. And I love seeing all these different characters, but not everyone has to be the same character. Who do
1: you, who do you main in Smash? Um,
2: in the Wii U version, I, I'm really good with Princess Beach. She's an absolute monster. Uh, so is Jigglypuff. Uh, those are two characters people you don't like main but then Pac-Man's really, really good. And I'm trying to get better with Rosalina and Luma because I feel like she's a very powerful character that I haven't been able to utilize yet.
1: What's funny, I, I, when it comes to Smash Brothers, uh, we, Deuce and I, we, we've, we've gone through and we kind of reviewed because there's the 3DS version and the Wii U version. And we were blown away by how how faithful of a port the 3DS version was, like, as a handheld. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out or not, but, like, for Smash to be able to work on a handheld blew me away. I never thought it could be done.
2: And so it breaks your 3DS because your, your stick gets, gets done. Yeah, that's, that's a good
1: point. Yeah, I have seen people have their, uh, their little analog stick, uh, C-stick or whatever, kind of not working or whatever. The, uh, uh, it, well, it's funny cause like we, we play, we have the Wii U version as well and I never actually owned a GameCube. So, but everyone else I knew grew up, had a GameCube. So I I got to go to a friend's house and play Melee, but I never, I don't have like the pedigree, the background, like a lot of people do. Cause I don't know how to do L canceling way, yeah. dashing and all that stuff. But, uh, I, what I love about Smash four is like, it's just, I feel like when you pop it in, you got so many options right off the bat. You've got the eight player smash, which is nuts. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, in like
2: Smash, Jigglypuff and Luigi are the most broken characters ever.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. My- They're
2: so good. You just jump in the middle of the, fl- the fray. You do the uppercut with Luigi. It knocks three people flying. You go to Jigglypuff and do rest. And it sends four people flying.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny. I, 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 uh, I main Kirby, actually. I'm wearing a Kirby Smash Brothers shirt right now. Uh, I've been main yeah. Kir- yeah, I've been main Kirby since Melee. Um, uh, and it's funny because like whenever I go online now, it's like people see, oh, this guy's playing Kirby, he's gonna suck. And all of a sudden, it's like I- I'll almost let them win the first times so I can see their ta- tactics, their techniques out. And so like that way, I can kind of see how people do their moves because you can um, usually within the first minute you can people telegraph their moves, right? What they do. So it's all for me. It's more like a, It's like a chess game for me. I'm going
3: to have to uh, throw a flag on the play here. You did not do that when I played with you because I I have not played Smash Brothers that much, and usually I use Little Mac. And let me tell you what, Johnny beat me like it was his job. Like, it just completely (laughs) dominated me. (laughs) Well, you know. The
2: problem is if you're a new guy and you're playing Little Mac, that's that's
3: not a good idea. He has no recovery whatsoever. Oh, okay. Well, then let me ask you, brother, what do you think I should play as? Because I've only played maybe like three times total
2: the best recovery, well, apparently Villager has the best recovery in the game, but uh, I love Princess Peach so much because of her recovery, because if you hold her second jump, she actually floats, and you can move her across the screen, and then use your umbrella, because you have to use a character that's got that good recovery, because you're going to be knocked off a lot. Right.
1: Well, that for, for me, it's like, I, um, my, I guess I'll go through the rest of the list for me. Uh, so, obviously, Kirby's my main, my number one, but I'm actually getting really proficient with Diddy Kong, uh, but I'm I'm trying to work on, I'm working on his rocket. Like, his up B recovery is still challenging.
2: It is difficult. I completely agree with you. Uh, that was difficult. Pac-Man's a little difficult, too, because you have to use the, uh, the platform and bounce on it three times. True. Um, yeah, some of these characters definitely, <laughs> the up Bs are a lot more difficult than they should be. And Yoshi's a great example Because is throwing a, an egg and just moves him slightly to the top
1: That's true Well and that's the thing is uh, You know with, with Little Mac You don't really have An upbee recovery It's It doesn't really exist So if you can get Little Mac in the air Then you've got a really good chance Of beating Little Mac Oh
2: yeah Little Mac is amazing On the ground And that's it Even move him anywhere else And he's just be terrible yep. Also Duck Hunt Dog Duck Hunt Dog is great I didn't expect him to be so good But he's awesome
3: yeah, I love how Johnny's giving out all this free advice now. Not when I'm picking Little Mac. When he's like, "Oh yeah, Little Mac, totally, I should totally play as Little Mac." <laughs> oh, see, uh, that's
1: great. Keep it
2: up, Johnny. I like it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, th- this is something that you like. I, that's what I love like uh, Deuce and I are just two dudes sit, you know, essentially just on a mic talking about stuff we love, and we feel like you know, like you're on the, we're like on a couch, right? And you're like on that proverbial couch with us, and I feel like that's what's so great about you know the fan you know like this nerds and geeks and whatever you want to call it like we have stuff that we have in common we're all cut from the same cloth right so like i just feel like it's so easy to talk to people and and especially you you're so easy to talk to and i think that shows you know on the show and so i mean I, i i just really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to you know talk with us you know we're just a podcast in orlando florida and we know we're building up our radio show and twitch streams and all that but like we're we really do you know we're fans and it's it's an honor to be able to talk to you so we really appreciate it Todd
2: well thank you I definitely appreciate it because without you guys I wouldn't even be here so I'm definitely indebted to you guys so I mean this is great I'm I'm glad I was able to part of the show because I really do enjoy being out here and talking to people and Obviously, uh, I love talking about anything comic books and video game related. I'm always not a first-person shooter like Call of
3: Duty because I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, anytime you're in the Tampa, Orlando area, the beer is definitely on us. But I have one last question for you. That big nerd championship belt they gave you, did they let you keep it?
2: Oh, I wish. That thing was awesome. How awesome did that look? That's awesome. the coolest damn thing I've
3: seen in a while. But I used to be really big into wrestling.
2: So... I, like, I used to love Ric Flair. Mankind was my favorite. I used to dress as Mankind and go to school. Uh, such a great, great characters. And then it all went downhill, and I stopped watching it, uh, unfortunately. But that, that championship belt brought me back to my glory days, it felt like. And I loved that thing so much.
3: Well, I, I had to show Johnny a picture of it when they first started rolling out you guys' like, promo pics and everything. Because that belt was just, it was cool as shit, man. Like, that was, whoever designed it was brilliant. I agree. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to keep that so bad. I actually think I started
1: walking out with it after the photo shoot. <laughs> 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 All right, Todd. Well, like I said, you're a class act, my friend. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're going to continue to watch The King of the Nerds on TBS. How can people find you uh, on the internet, on Twitter, or anything like that?
2: Okay, so I'm definitely on Twitter. I'm probably more active on Twitter than anything else right now. Uh, and my, ha- or my handle is going to be Todd the Bod twelve, T-O-double-D, T-H-E-B-O-D, uh, twelve. number twelve. And then uh, I'm also on Facebook as a fan page, Todd the Bod again. Um, apparently, I have an Instagram where I posted one picture in the last 14 months, and I've never checked it again. But we keep getting told by fans like, "Hey Todd, you have an Instagram." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just never use it. Uh, but Twitter is definitely the best way. I try to respond to everybody. And I do have an email, too, for some of the fans. It's the same thing. It's toddthebot12 at gmail.com. So I'll meet you right away. Obviously, I have a very hectic life right now, but I'm going to try to respond to everyone I can.
3: Yeah, and I wanted just to throw that out there for our listeners out there. Like, Todd the Bot is probably one of the coolest people on Twitter. Not just because he's got some hilarious damn tweets, but, like, he, he responded to me right away. Like I would, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I was super impressed. I'm like, holy crap, Todd the Bot just tweeted me. So <laughs> I was like super excited. You would have thought like Obama just tweeted me or something. <laughs> That's
2: the response I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely tried. I said, if you tweeted me, know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. If you tweeted me 75 times in a row and don't respond, I'm probably a little busy, but I
1: will get to you eventually. <laughs> All right, Todd, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, you're the man, and uh, we'll definitely let you know. We'll send you a link to our Twitch streams when we start doing the Smash tournaments because we'd love for you to kind of chime in and check it out.
3: Maybe we can have a celebrity That's guest judge. That great, guys. Thank you so
1: much. No problem, no problem. All right, Todd, uh, anything else you want to say uh, to the fans? Get
2: ready because this is going to be a great episode. It's going to be a great season. I mean, we're only two down, still have six to go, and it's a roller coaster from here on out. You're going to have a lot of fun.
3: Man, I'm excited. I've already got my pizza order locked in for tomorrow night, so I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
1: All right, Todd, thank you so much. You have a great evening, we'll talk to you soon.
3: You too, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Later. And, of course, that was Todd the Bod from TBS's King of the Nerds, which you can check out every Friday night at 9 o'clock on TBS. And make sure you check it out. It's a great, great show. And not just is on Friday nights at 9. Most of your cable providers have an on-demand channel, and you can find it on TBS On Demand. Also, you can find it at tbs.com on their website. Yeah. They, they've got it on there to watch. So there's plenty of ways to watch TBS is king of the nerds. So, I mean, why aren't you? I mean, you should be because it's awesome. Hashtag nerds rule. Hashtag nerds rule. Hashtag nerd army. Nerd army. So, Deuce, uh,
1: speaking of hashtags, uh, we're, we're on the internet. People can find us. That uh, they can. We're on Twitter, right?
3: We are. We're on the on the old Twitter machine, mm-hmm. and that's at HH Podcast Show.
1: Yep. People can also send us a line. Um, we're trying to build up for our next mailbag episode. Oh, for sure. So, HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. If you didn't know, we are on SoundCloud now, so we're very excited about that. Uh, SoundCloud's been treating us really nice. Uh, we're pro podcasters unlimited there, and uh, definitely uh, check us out. At soundcloud.com forward slash uh, happy hour podcast. Uh, also, we're on Twitch because you yeah, might be are. heard we're doing live Twitch streams now. So you might be able to, as you're listening to this, there's already one or two up on there now. So definitely check those out. We're going to be doing more of that. So definitely uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash happy hour podcast or also youtube youtube.com forward slash happy hour podcast mainly true. happy hour podcast no one has that handle so just find us on there online google us and you'll see us pop up
3: like us share us subscribe to us show us the love and we're gonna just keep putting out more premium we got a premium lots premium of ex- content for a,
1: you we got a lots of exciting things coming our way in the future so definitely uh as you heard in the beginning of the episode sci-fi saturdays bartow oh we're yeah super stoked for that if you haven't if you know if you haven't heard about it Come check it out. It's February 21st.
3: We're really excited about it. Come see your boys, uh, Johnny and Deuce. Downtown Bartow. It's a totally free event. Yeah. Uh, so bring the family. Bring the kids. Uh, to- totally free to go. They're, they're going to have a lot of celebrities there. Uh, they're going to have a-, a lot to do during the day. They're having a Doctor Who lookalike contest. And in the evening, they're showing Star Trek for The Voyage Home, on the two-story tall uh, video wall. Yeah, so definitely check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: And if you didn't hear what Kyle said, free so the deuce says free so you gotta definitely check it out um and uh is there anything else going on deuce we're, no that's roll? it but
3: definitely come out and see us at sci-fi saturdays bartow cause we'll give you a sneak peek we're gonna have some of our first ever happy hour with johnny and deuce swag oh yeah be out so uh it's the first run <laughs> it, it is it's the first run it's the first batch it Should definitely come out because they're, they're they're the supplies will be limited quantities will be limited so you wanna make sure you come and see us early and, and get some of that swag.
1: <laughs> As always, when you're talking about the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, Deuce, there's hashtag Happy Hour podcast, and then there's hashtag
3: Deuces on the loose. Later, later.